You know, the other thing is, is that there are some cool storylines, similar to the Stars' first-round series in Minnesota, where you had Suter returning, you had Ottinger, um, you not know, well the, received Ryan yeah, Suter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a fan favorite here in Dallas, by the way. Um, no. But you do have two players that spent some time in Vegas in uh, Dodonoff and Colin Miller and actually had some good seasons in Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Colin was here before I got down here, so I'm not super familiar with with his time and his game, but he's obviously had a, a great season for you. But Dodonoff is a, is an interesting, sneaky little player. Like he was, he was basically the Golden Knights offense for stretches of last season. And I wasn't really surprised when Pete and the stars went and grabbed him because he, he's a great utility player and he shoots and he can make some extreme angle shots or where you're just able to open up different looks that aren't always there. I think sometimes you can get predictable on offense and, and goal not make the goalies work that hard. You want them to stretch across the crease as far as possible from point A to point B and get that shot off quick. And so if they've, when they utilize him well, when they need him to do something, he's great, especially when he's in the slot. He's like a uh, like bubble hockey that you play at the at the arcade. He just like whips around a lot, right? Yeah. It's, he's he's a really interesting specimen when he skates and is out there, and he's just a supplementary piece to to the rest of the talent you guys have. Yeah, it's it's we we were doing a deep dive on him, and it's so interesting that he changes so many teams, and he's had so many good mm-hmm. years in the NHL. Yeah, and how weird it was last year when they tried to trade him, and then you know because the NHL's trade yeah. commission or whatever it is is like literally a CC on an email, and it was just it was such a disaster <laughs> last year. I felt so bad for him too, and so I'm glad that. I, where did he start the year? Did he go back up to Montreal? Montreal, yeah, he, yeah. And so I'm glad that he that he got off that roster, landed with someone uh to to hopefully make a playoff run because i think he suffered long enough in ottawa that he deserves you know a few more cracks at this yeah ton, i mean tons of credit to jim nil at the trade deadline getting for sure uh, Dodonoff for a struggling dennis gurianoff who actually ended the year really well for montreal um but Dodonoff has been a game changer as has max domi for a second round pick basically and you know underrated that, move yeah. of, the, of the deadline to be honest like i you talk about snarl and and legacy and stuff he's He's like a little energizer bunny out there with the way that he plays and you don't need him to do everything. And so that's where you see some of these players that have the offensive upside and you're able to kind of take that responsibility away and they just, their game flourishes. And so I, I think I was one of the more underrated pickups. I thought Tanner Janos for uh, Tampa Bay would have voted better, but you know, we can't be right on everything. Well, it is kind of, you know, we were saying in this series and you know, we watched the Kraken throughout the year. But at the same yeah. time, like, you know, when it got to game six or seven, it's just, we were like, stop, you guys keep coming at us. And yeah. you, you know I mean? Yeah. You guys face them all year long. I mean, what an, geez, they're just like four lines coming at you. And like, you know, even down to the final seconds in game seven, it's like, my God, we had this game one and now you guys are coming back again. Right. Well, and they had the they had the benefit and the disadvantage to learn from the expansion draft with with Vegas, and so you you have the idea that we're not going to do like uh, where we're going to expect to compete for a Stanley Cup right away, even though that's absolutely what they were able to accomplish this year. Instead, they they fill out that roster with a bunch of different players, like you said, the depth and and the the threat that each line presented. And it's not like Jordan Eberle, sorry, is not a superstar, but sometimes he can play like it, right? Yeah, good point. And ultimately, 
Um, last year, their goaltending was garbage. This year, it was not. I mean, you even Martin Jones even looked respectable. I'm like, what is that? Well, last, <laughs> probably before he got traded to Boston for a day before he went back to San Jose from the Kings. And so uh, I, I think they've done an excellent job in managing everything and managing expectations because I think as as fortunate as the Knights were when they did the expansion draft to basically swindle a bunch of teams like Minnesota were like, well, to oh, sign Eric Hall and uh, we'll take Alex Tuck so we won't take Mac Dumba. Like the people will never let them live that down because it was just such a bad deal. But we didn't know it at the time because who would have expected such early success from Vegas or Seattle? But that's the parity of the league. There's there's not a lot of guys that can't skate out there. And as I mentioned, with the young talent infusion, you got a lot of guys that are chomping at the bit that can produce. And so teams can get better really quickly. All right, so finally we're talking with Lindsey Brown. Uh, she does a great job covering the Knights in Vegas. So you do a, ra- a daily radio show. T- tell us the pulse of Vegas right now. I know the Knights are real popular, uh, but you just came off the NFL draft with the Raiders and things going yeah. on with the Raiders. You got a new quote-unquote baseball team um, if they can strike a deal with that land and uh, so long mm-hmm. Tropicana. So you have the A's coming to to, to Vegas. So where does Knights talk sit with you guys right now? Uh, this is this is a golden Knights town first and foremost. I mean, the NFL, we know that, that that's the champion, but it's not on right now. But the thing is about every other team except for the Golden Knights here, they moved here. They're, they're transplants. The Golden Knights were grown here. They, they've had the same hashtag since the beginning of their, their, uh, their franchise, the, the Vegas born. And, and that plays here. I, when I was uh, visiting here in, uh, I think it was their second season, and they were in the second round versus the Sharks. This is like the Pavelski head thing, the concussion thing. And I was scouting the market to just see, like, what's Vegas about? Is this something that that's plausible? Like, just trying to get the vibe. And I just walked around down there. I'm like, people had tattoos and Every single person walking into that place had a jersey. I'm like, everybody had team issues and stuff. And coming from Minnesota, like, people just show up in their high school sweatshirt or their letter jacket. It's just, it's a different cultural feel up here. Here, it's rabid. And the thing is, it's it's kind of created a little bit of a monster because if they're not playing well, if yeah. their power play sucks after, like, one period, they'll boo them. They'll boo them. Wow. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, they'll boo them. And uh, so the team is very protective and, and, and they're kind of in a bubble, but in terms of, of what Vegas has just turned into, I mean, I made a big bet on just being like, yeah, I think this is going to turn into something. And then it's escalated further than I thought it would. And it's going to continue to, because, you know, you get the draft, you get the, the Super Bowl this year, you have all these sports that are moving here. And, uh, and then you have the proliferation of, of sports gambling. And so, Vegas is so much more about creating an experience now. Like you can do all the things that you can do in Vegas and other places in Vegas, but you can't do it like Vegas. And that's the same thing with their sports teams, especially with the Golden Knights. The production value is uh, off the wall. You, you've, you've seen it. You saw I it earlier it. this year. Let loved me it. Well, they got dragons now, Gavin. Where, like, where, 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 where are the dragons? They got projectable dragons <laughs> on that full ice. Like you'll see it. I'm sure they'll put it on TV. It's wild. All and, right. You know, People are just all in on it, and they're really excited, but they just have really high expectations. And Honestly, they should. This is a roster that's built to win now, and they've spent a lot. They've sent away a lot of fan favorites, and that's the natural yeah. procession of, of having a franchise. But this is their first time going through it. You know, your first breakups hurt a little bit more. And so 
Um, it's kind. It's, it's kind of like a mixed a, bag, right, Lindsay? Because like you're excited that they're off to this quick start, but then you have to trade pieces like Nick Suzuki because yeah. you know the expectation's so high. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you you trade him for for Max Pacioretty, and then you like let Max Pacioretty go for basically nothing, or Mark Andre Fleury, you trade him for a bag of pucks. Like it's they haven't exactly navigated their their order of business the way that I would have recommended or that. I, I think the fans have liked, but winning cures all things, right? If they win yeah. this year after letting, you know, a lot of those guys walk and making the moves that they did, like trading Alex Tuck, trading Peyton Krabs, who was a probably their top prospect with, for Jack Eichel, like they're in it to win in the next two or three years. And if they don't, it'll be viewed as a massive failure, but this is their best chance. This is the best team I've seen since I've, I've moved here four years ago. And uh, I think they have a great shot. You know what I'm so I love the experience in in Vegas. I love going to the stadium. I absolutely love, I don't know where it started, Lindsay, but the whole thing, like, for instance, Stars fans, you'll hear when the Stars uh, take a penalty, you will hear mm-hmm. the whole crowd yelling sin, sin, and pointing toward the penalty box because it's known as the right. sin bin. And just little right. bits like that, I just, I was amazed and impressed at how locked in the Vegas fan base was with their knowledge of hockey. I asked a lot of questions, you know, talking to the fans, how engaged they were, how welcoming they were um, to people mm-hmm. that had been to the stadium for the first time. I honestly felt as though I was in like an original six or original 12 barn. And that's impressive. Yeah. They're, they're a really interesting group and, you know, they catch a lot of hell. Cause like, you don't know anything about hockey, but, Hockey ain't rocket science, people. Like, it's a game. It, you, you get pucks deep. You box people out. Like, you could throw all the cliches out there in the world because they're all true. They're cliches for a reason. And, you know, the 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 environment that that arena creates, even if you don't necessarily know what's going on in the ice, you're part of the whole thing. Like, they got stuff running in between every whistle. They got so many different contests. Like, they used to feature fans, like, every single game. They would have, like, a signature move, Right. And it, there's a real ownership to that. There's a real fabric of community there. And a lot of that stems from the timing of, of the first season and, and the October one shooting here and that preseason game that came just a yep. few days later. Like that was a place for the community to mourn and, and to really just experience that moment and process that together. And so that's, that's another reason why like, this is, this is a golden Knights town and, We'll see once you go through every franchise has its will will succeed and then there will be a regression and we'll see how well attended it is during that regression. But for now, you know, things are going great. Why wouldn't they be welcoming? They're, we're, we're the hospitality capital of the world. If we treated you poorly, we're not going to make as much money off of you. So why would we do that? <laughs> so has Lindsay Brown, is she in the business of making predictions? Uh, I, I think it's going seven games. Oh, I, all I right. think it's going seven games. Uh, I think it goes the distance. Um, and I really like Vegas, but I mean, predictions are just, I think so, uh, faulty at this time of year. And honestly, then it becomes like, well, I want to be right. I want my prediction to be right. Instead of just like taking the game and the experience as yeah. it is like, I don't fill out brackets for March madness. I don't do any of that. Cause then it becomes about me and it's not about me. It's about them. It's about taking in. Uh, the best playoff in, in, in all of sports and, and seeing how these two franchises that have fought so hard to get to this point and see how they compete in battle. I mean, this is, the, this is the stuff you dream of, whether you're playing, whether you're covering it, or if you're a fan. Yeah, and I also will say 
to those people, and I wanted to get your quick thoughts before we let you go on the, I think these playoffs are generational. I understand you that many want the big markets in, but to me, Vegas, Dallas, Florida, Carolina, you know, there are going to be kids watching. This is going to mm-hmm. create future hockey in those markets, and that's good for the NHL. Absolutely. I mean, Stars won a, won a cup in the 90s. The Canes won in 06. And when, when you have the non-traditional markets, and you're, people, it doesn't matter what you're doing, people like winners. People like to have those, those memories associated. We all like to be part of those, those moments where it just feels like everybody's in the same place, especially now that with, with the pandemic, with, with how everybody's handled things, the way that community is very frayed right now. Sports are a really important piece of our, of our everyday life. And so it, it's, it's about enjoying it. And the markets that aren't traditional deserve to enjoy it just as much. It's, it's, it's really important for the growth of the game, especially as hockey looks to diversify. It's, it's so far behind, so far behind. And uh, little victories like this and years like this uh, certainly help. So Craig Ludwig, one of my um, hosts, he plays in beer league sometimes. And I'm like, that's amazing, yeah. dude. You played 17 years in the NHL, and now you're in beer leagues. Does Lindsey Brown, former NCAA Division One netminder, oh former All-American, <laughs> no. I play that up? Do you get asked no, to be yeah. in beer leagues? No, I my all my pads are back up in Minnesota. Really? I don't, I, it's it's kind of sad. Well, there's only so many rinks here, and so ice time is pretty premium. Uh, I don't really want to take slap shots from the hash marks from some dude who got cut in high school. And yeah. so that, that part of my life is kind of dotted. Honestly, I, I'm not someone that goes easy. I would put my pads on and expect to do the same things I was doing when I was still playing. I don't think my body could hold up, but I need to get back into skating. Like it's really bizarre how different my life is down here. Cause I used to be on the ice every day. Cause I was coaching, I was doing stuff and, I mean, I've skated twice in the last four years. I once was in Alaska. Like, so it was, <laughs> it's, uh, I miss it. But, um, you know, the beer leagues, the beer leagues have their place. Maybe I'll, I'll return to them one day. Well, you are awesome. And the winner of this series, uh, sorry, the loser of this series has to buy drinks. Deal, deal. As long as the drinks are here. <laughs> <laughs> she does not want to you come know, to DFW. You know we got better bars. You know it. You I, know it. Listen, I, this is tough for me because I love the Dallas Stars, but a lot of people know I'm from Las Vegas. So, I'll, I, you yeah, know, you know it. I, I, you know, after about six months, I called myself a Nevada native, which is the right thing to do. And now I'm a Texas native. So, uh, sure, I'll be rooting on the stars and talking about the Dallas Stars primary. But, you know, I'm happy because when I lived in in Vegas um, in the early 90s, I, I really thought there were these, like, you know, Johnny-come-lately uh, leagues that would come through and people are like, sports doesn't work in Las Vegas. And I'm like, put a real team in Las Vegas and I promise right. you it will work. So from a distance, when I see what the city has embraced, I absolutely love it. And, you know, it's become such a big-time city. Yeah, we are the most popular kid in town. Everybody wants to have their party here. Everybody wants to come watch their team here, and it's it's exploded. But uh, a lot of a lot of things had to converge to make it possible. But it's uh, it's certainly a community that was starved. And I think as we look back, you know, we always hindsight is twenty twenty. Why did we Why did we wait so long? But I mean, everybody wants to get a piece of business here. I mean, like LeBron's gonna buy, gonna have an NBA team here. You know it, and so. It's uh, it's it's been great, and it's funny to 
hear you and other people around Vegas. I've been here since '84. I <laughs> saw this casino. This used to be the startup. Yeah. It's the city of stories, and that's that's what I love about it. You never knew who you're going to run into. Absolutely. All right, Stars fans, at Lindsey Brown 35. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, Lindsey Brown 35. And she took the 35 because of her love for Marty Turco, I'm sure. Oh, I've talked to him. We, we definitely discussed it, but uh, the spirit of 35 does not hold favorites. It just uh, plays a certain way. And so I appreciate right. the time today, Gavin. You're awesome. It's great. All right. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Buddy. I appreciate it. That's Lindsey Brown. She covers the Vegas Golden Knights. Of course, we'll have more stars coverage for you as we gear up for the Western Conference Finals right here on Spits and Suds.